The best word I can think of to describe last night's scenes is bittersweet. There was anger and despair, but also softness, because they just love each other so much. We learned that Callum stayed in the Vic last night, Frankie looking after him while Mick had his hands full with Linda. It's always nice when the show acknowledge friendships, and they've kept Frankie and Balam in orbit despite giving Frankie a bigger tie to the square through the Carters. It's also a novelty to see Callum back in the Vic, where he lived for his first year in Walford. As it turns out, this is a scene that was filmed last minute to acknowledge Eurovision on Saturday night and Mark Noble leaving West Ham on the Sunday. Our UK entry, Sam Ryder's Spaceman that took us to second place, is blaring from the radio as Frankie sits down opposite Callum. He thanks Frankie for letting him stay and she offers to be there if he ever needs someone to talk to. He's grateful, but clearly has been on his mind as he looks downtrodden with his little rainbow love mug. Although it looks like Frankie wasn't given any details about why Callum needed to stay, I'm sure she's aware that he's sad over Ben, but she tries to lighten the mood by jokingly asking if he's moping about Mark Noble's last game with West Ham, which in real time occurred on the Sunday, causing him to scoff in surprise. Then she moves on to Eurovision, assuring Callum that Ukraine deserved the win and there's always next year. It does get a smile out of Callum, though makes me wonder what day of the week it's actually supposed to be in EE land. The previous night was supposed to be Friday 13th, World Cocktail Day, but then that day was meant to be the day after Balam's wedding anniversary. Time works in funny ways in soap. Though even so, talking about those two real-world events that happened on two separate days when Callum's only meant to have stayed one night was amusing to me. The Eurovision mention gets Callum talking about how he never even used to watch it, and it was Ben that got him into it. He then speaks about the irony of the UK coming second the one year he and Ben don't watch it together, meaning they do watch it every year. I mean, it would have only been 2020 and 2021 for them, but it sounds like Callum at least came to see it as tradition for them. So Frankie's attempt at distraction was clearly in vain as Eurovision ended up reminding him of Ben. Frankie suggests going to see Ben, but Callum's not willing. Last time he got advice to go and talk to Ben he wound up seeing something he didn't want to see, so I imagine he's a little resistant to trying again. When Frankie asks what they're even arguing about, Callum puts it down to Ben being Ben. With the attacks, he wondered if he knew Ben at all, but the kiss he saw is classic self-sabotaging Ben behavior, having seen it before, and isn't as sure as Frankie is that he can forgive him. He doesn't have the full context though, the kiss wasn't self-sabotage, it was Ben seeking understanding from someone, anyone, and Lewis capitalizing on that and making a move that Ben rejected, and not unkindly because he considers them friends. He came out of that kiss acknowledging that he and Callum might have their different experiences but he loves him. Callum's pain is totally understandable based on what he saw but it's a sign of how the odds stack up against Ben. With Callum at Frankie's, Ben hasn't been in contact with him since Callum walked out of the Beale house after learning about the attacks. He's anxious to find him, and asks Rainey and Stuart who are passing if they've spoken to Callum. They don't actually answer but Rainey asks him what he's done this time that's resulted in Callum not coming home and ignoring him. It's always people's first instinct, assume Ben's done something wrong. It's not always an incorrect assumption of course, in fact it's not really wrong in this instance, but the problem is when it is. I feel for him being in that flat without Callum. Luckily for him, he manages to spot Callum walking through the markets and chases after him. It becomes apparent that even though Callum's seen him, he's not wanting to talk to him. Obviously Ben thinks this is just about the attacks alone, and he focuses his attention on finding out where Callum's been, why he didn't answer his phone. 
Callum doesn't leave him wondering about where he stayed last night, bless. But he doesn't buy Ben's worry and asks him where he was last night. Ben tells him he went to the club, like it's obvious, he usually goes there to brood, and it's true, it's been established that Callum knows that's where he'll be. I guess Ben is wondering why Callum might assume he was anywhere else, and it seems like the kiss isn't on Ben's mind until Callum asks him whether he went to the club alone. Ben seems genuinely confused and unable to answer because he did go alone, it was Lewis who essentially insisted on sitting with Ben. I don't see guilt from Ben because for him his conscience is clear, he pulled away and he knows the reason why he did. But Callum didn't see that, all he saw was Ben getting cozy with Lewis, and when he says that the penny drops for Ben as to what he saw. He tries to defend himself, though Callum scoffs at his attempts, pointing out that even if Lewis kissed him, he didn't look like he had a problem with it. Ben insists that he was drunk and that as soon as his brain caught up, he stopped. He laughs off the idea of being interested in Lewis, that Callum can't seriously think that. Except to Callum, anything's possible now, which he illustrates by bringing up Ben's attack on Peter, how Ben's made him feel like a mug for even considering what Ben had to say about it when he was off kissing some other bloke. The two are linked of course, but Callum isn't aware of that. To him it feels like recklessness on top of recklessness, mistaking self-destruction for self-preservation. Ben beating up homophobes and rejecting Lewis' advances are him choosing to fight for what he wants, although the circumstances surrounding them speak to his fragility and vulnerability. Ben looks around him fearfully at the mention of Peter, and he pleads with Callum for them to go somewhere else to talk about it properly. Callum brings up the fact that it's Stuart's first chemo session today, and Ben's reaction and apology, clearly having forgotten or even just not occurring to him how Callum might be feeling about that, leaves Callum cold because for him it harkens back to when Stuart ran away and he was frantic, yet Ben wouldn't comfort him in public. You can start to see Callum's developing resentment over what he sees as problem after problem where Ben is concerned, and he suggests to Ben that maybe he doesn't want to forgive him this time. This scene is sprung on us after the way things are left in the last scene. Did Callum change his mind about hearing Ben out? Does Ben just happen to find him here and Callum decides in the moment not to leave? One for the headcanons I think. I'd say it's likely Callum did tell him to meet him there because the allotments is not a place either of them tend to go. It's tense as Ben walks up to the bench to take a seat beside Callum. They both look at each other when the other is looking away, all awkward and hesitant. Ben speaks first, to tell Callum that he'd never cheat on him. It's tricky talking about this because I think so much of it feeds into next week and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think it speaks to Ben's take on things right now, he's being sincere, telling Callum as much of the truth as he can. He was upset and angry at Callum walking out and although he probably knew how Callum might react, it still confirmed to him that Callum was siding with their oppressors over his own community. That's not what Callum was doing, of course it wasn't, but this is a mindset that's festered in Ben's head for months now, and us versus the mentality that's led him to do whatever necessary to be safe. Like I said in the last blog post, he's angry that Callum's not angry. He insists that Lewis got the wrong idea, that they were just chatting about what it's like for people like them. The fact that he's not attributing blame to Lewis at this point means he still has a great deal of trust in him and still considers them friends. Callum's confused by what he means by people like us, and Ben clarifies that he means people who came out at a young age and all that comes with that, talks about how Lewis gets it, understands what it's like. He's not explaining himself too well, I have to say. He doesn't clarify what coming out at a young age actually meant for him, and whether that's because he thinks Callum won't get it anyway, 
or because he's so consumed with this specific aspect of being gay that he doesn't think to explain it, or he just can't explain it, it irritates Callum who asks why he wouldn't get it. Whether Ben is right or not, he's using it as a reason to explain away Callum's issue with his vigilante attacks, and it hits a nerve with Callum because of his own suffering, and also maybe even the implication that he and Ben don't have a common ground that made them come together in the first place. He sarcastically apologizes to Ben for not being oppressed enough for him and tries to leave before Ben calls him back to say that's not what he meant. Although it kind of is. I think Ben hated the thought of Callum not getting him, and so when Lewis poked the bear and allowed Ben to talk, comparing experiences and complimenting him on his vigilante work, it exacerbated the thinking that Callum simply can't get it because he didn't experience being gay in the same way. Because Ben has to be right for this whole thing to hold up, remember. So Callum not getting it is easier than Callum getting it and still disapproving. Callum asks him if this is why Ben didn't tell him about the attacks, because he thought Callum couldn't handle it. I mean, probably? That and because he knew deep down his behavior wasn't healthy and Callum wouldn't like it. Callum points out his own experiences to Ben, and how although maybe Ben had it worse in some aspects, it was the other way round in some other ways. He talks about Ben's big family of Mitchells, all supporting and loving him, whereas Callum had Yana which, as has been established, never ever had a kind word for him. I think it's a pretty simplified comparison, but then so was Ben's last week. It's a complicated experience for both of them. Ben's family, minus Phil, might have supported him, but they created a culture of Ben hiding his interests from his dad and fostered that feeling of shame. And Callum might have been able to look like he fit in with the lads, but he didn't feel it inside and the peer pressure and toxic masculinity kept him closeted and unable to live authentically. It comes down to that scene with Pam and Ruby's, where Pam talked about how she could have discouraged Paul from living his truth if it kept him from being killed, and Callum responded that hiding who you are can kill you too. That's the dichotomy between them in this regard. I also think the problem is that Callum seeing Ben's explanation as an excuse rather than an actual mindset. He doesn't realize that Ben sees the people he's attacking as real threats rather than just a revenge crusade. And it's the problem with this whole thing, that Ben's motivations and way of thinking at its core aren't being addressed, it's being papered over. That his problems are all linked, it's not crisis after crisis, it's one crisis that continues to not be confronted, and it makes it fester into something else. But Callum's been sent over the edge and he tells Ben that the only real difference between them is that Ben's pain becomes everyone else's problem. And. Ouch. It's once again focusing on the effects of Ben's pain rather than the cause, and although those effects cause others pain, it's a cycle that needs cut off at the source. The only thing is that no one seems to have realized this. When Callum suggests that Ben wasn't even thinking about him when he was out putting people in hospital, Ben interjects by telling him that he was protecting him. Callum's incredulous at this notion, not understanding the thinking behind it. He's thinking from a rational point of view, how this could be protecting him in a tangible sense, but as we know, that's not the point of view Ben's coming from. It's a trauma response that doesn't make logical sense on the surface but it speaks to the depths of Ben's terror that he thinks doing this will keep Callum and himself safe. And because not even Ben has grasped the depths of his issues, he struggles to explain it. He becomes distressed, and I think it's not just because Callum's angry but because he's finding it so hard to articulate. Callum points out all the ways in which doing this has had a negative effect on them, Ben lying and hiding, and compromising Callum's career, oh come on Callum, you don't really care about that do you? Ben doesn't know what to say anymore, and just agrees with Callum as he talks about how all he's ever done is love and support Ben, 
how he's always making excuses for him. It's painful because the truth is you can't love someone better, nor can you threaten them into getting better. It's not Callum's fault because those are the only tools he has at hand, but a lack of professional support means they struggle on, fixing things on a surface level when it will only creep up again because the underlying issue isn't confronted. Ben breaks my heart here, fidgeting and nodding with his head bowed like a child as Callum lays into him for his behavior. Callum tells Ben that he's just too busy feeling sorry for himself and making everything about him, and gosh if that doesn't hurt. And you know where it's leading, to a situation where Ben feel like he can't say anything lest he get those sorts of accusations again. It also hurts because feeling sorry for yourself has been an accusation aimed at Ben by both his parents as a way to avoid confronting their own part in how Ben has turned out. And while I don't think Callum means to do this, I think his tendency to bury his head also needs addressed. Ben pleads with Callum to tell him how he can show he's sorry, but Callum's done. He tells Ben he can't do this, he won't. And despite Ben warning him not to say that, Callum insists they're done, he's got nothing left to give. And he walks off as Ben calls after him, faltering because he can see Callum's not coming back. Much pain, very ouch. The similarities to what about me can't be overlooked, this time Callum actually walked away because it was just too much. Stealing a car for a spin is small fry compared to this, and I also just think Ben's pain was more tangible and even more understandable back then to Callum. Is Callum's pain and anger valid? Absolutely. I don't think this is anyone's fault, it's just that no one is equipped to deal with things properly, because no one is a professional here, everyone's just doing what they can, or what they know, and simply aren't equipped to examine these deep-rooted issues. Societal homophobia has a lot to answer for. Now we've got Lewis, just to warn you. Callum is in Ruby's drowning his sorrows when Lewis enters and is straight away over to Callum, commenting on his early start. The man has no boundaries whatsoever, that much is clear. And no guilt about the night before, kissing Callum's husband, and Callum scoffs at that realization. When Callum clues him in that he knows about the kiss, Lewis presumes that Ben told him and Callum doesn't correct him, instead replying that Ben tells him everything. He wants that to be true, and I think despite ending things with Ben, he's loath to let Lewis know that, note the wedding ring still on his finger as well. Lewis then backs up Ben's version of events that he rejected Lewis, defending himself by saying he didn't realize they were exclusive. Which is total rubbish, we all know it, and Callum knows it too, scoffing that they're married. But Lewis responds that the same goes for lots of people in open relationships. I'm thinking back to Freddie and the fact he had a husband and an arrangement with him, which was new to Callum. I wonder if he thought about that in this moment and if it contributes to this idea Lewis pushes throughout this scene that he's quite vanilla for a gay man. Because I feel like this is what Lewis is doing to Callum here, gaslighting him in a very subtle way that on the surface looks like support but is actually planting doubts about Callum's compatibility with Ben. The things he's saying are both insulting and placating, telling Callum not to get all deep about the kiss as Ben made it clear Callum was his one and only, but it's said in a mocking way like it's something he personally doesn't get. He plays down his intentions as just him being overly friendly, said after he's just sat down and removed his jacket without an invitation. It's unnerving. Callum informs him he doesn't know the half of it, except he does, unfortunately. And not just the attacks, Lewis reveals that he knows quite a bit about Balaam, how they have it good with a marriage and a daughter, and later mentioning Callum nearly marrying Whitney. Perceptive and rather invasive once again. Anyway, he refers to Callum as basically straight, putting him down for what he sees as a heteronormative lifestyle. 
It's belittling and Callum doesn't let him get away with it, snapping that it's not funny. Lewis is pointing out the differences between them but it's under the guise of complimenting Callum. Quite passive-aggressive actually. And what's funny is that Callum literally says he's sick of being taken advantage of, meaning in reference to Ben but I think this is what's happening to him right now Lewis widening the divide between Ben and Callum by othering Callum, basically saying that he's a boring gay unlike him and Ben. Lewis doesn't actually say anything about Ben but with Ben saying that Lewis understands him, you could see how Callum might deduce that Ben and Lewis are two peas in a pod and therefore Ben might also think monogamy is boring and could be wanting something more akin to the single life. When Lewis brings up Whitney, Callum wonders what that has to do with anything, and Lewis responds that it's how he and Ben work, Callum keeps Ben from flying too close to the sun and Ben keeps Callum from never leaving the ground. It's not inaccurate, because Lewis is intuitive and has probably deduced the nature of their relationship quite well. But although it reminds Callum of how Ben changed his life for the better and the dynamic they have to balance each other out, it's still a bit of a dig at Callum and his groundedness, his inexperience. So although the conversation ends with Lewis urging Callum not to give up his marriage, retaining that friendly just trying to help image, I think he was also able to plant some seeds in Callum's head about the possibility of him and Ben wanting different things. But at this point Callum's phone rings with Ben on the other end, and he makes a decision. We don't see what that decision is until Ben and Callum are walking across the square with Lexi leading the way, almost like nothing's happened. It's a bit jarring, but like earlier in the EP, we just have to deduce what happened, in this case that Callum did pick up the phone and met him in the square. Lexi's talking about how excited Callum is going to be, asking Ben to confirm, and Ben just says he hopes so, glancing at Callum who gives a little smile in response. Cut to them inside Sharon's now empty flat, Lexi making her demands for her room and ganging up against Ben when Callum indulges her. Ben sends her away so he and Callum can talk, and tells Callum that he wanted to show Callum how much their love means to him, so I'm guessing that means he's the one who arranged to get the keys and the access to the flat, slightly different than what the spoilers suggested. It's him trying to show Callum that he wants to make this commitment, and he goes on to apologize to Callum for lying about the attacks. Callum just listens as Ben moves closer, holding on to him as he tells Callum he was just trying to protect him, that it's all he ever tries to do. The flat is dark and quiet, and Ben's face is in shadow next to Callum who's facing the window. He tries to make Callum understand that he can't lose him, that he loves him. It's such a gentle little scene, with Ben doing what he can to assure Callum how much he wants this, wants them. Callum tells him he doesn't want Ben to see Lewis anymore, and although Ben is genuinely confused because there's nothing going on, he quickly realizes that if it's what Callum wants, he'll do it. He pulls out his phone to delete Lewis' number with barely a second thought, and it seems to satisfy Callum. Ben asks Callum what he's going to do about the attacks, if he'll report him, and we all know the answer is going to be no. I just don't think Callum would ever, ever do that, no matter how angry he is at Ben. And sure enough, he admits that he won't, but that it stops. Ben gives a tiny little nod in agreement and thanks Callum, showing that he doesn't take it for granted. Callum hopes that no one else finds out, unaware that Lewis knows. And that's a pretty big deal because he's practically a stranger. Callum tells Ben he has to sort himself out, insisting on it, and warns him with deadly seriousness that if he ever does anything like this again, lie to him, betray him, anything ever again, then they are over. Ben nods again and they end on a hug. I think with Callum having actually gone through with telling Ben they're over and walking away means that Ben takes this threat extremely seriously, and believes it. 
And I think that's also important for next week. So it's a truce, but a tentative one. Things are fragile precisely because they haven't addressed their issues properly and that's going to come back in a big way.